1: Tax time. With tax time comes 6 p.m. shows. So here we are, Seth and Sean Sports Radio, with our tax time edition of until April 15th of the Seth and Sean Sports Radio show. Courtesy, we should have this sponsored by Caymans and Associates.
0: I mean, because
1: <laughs> at least from now until April 15th sponsored by Caymans and Associates for all your tax needs. Look up Cayman's and Associates on the web. I'm not giving out your phone number. Anyway.
0: <laughs> it's not it's not like a good old
1: just, one like dating days. Can't hear a word you are saying. what did you say? I can't hear anything you're saying. It's a, there's no there's okay. no volume to your voice.
0: Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me now?
1: A little bit back. All right, let's try with that. Okay. So, all right, so Cames K- Associates is sponsoring our show now, which they have been for the last <laughs> eight years. So it's not as if this is anything new. It's just a new no. time for tax time purposes.
0: Yeah, a little hard to get out of five. Not that it's that easy to get out of six, but it's a lot easier than getting out of five. So by the time I get home, we're pretty much at the end of the show. Works well. Yeah, that's that, well, and I have uh
1: started my dating life again. So I am doing the same I am in the midst of yeah, I know. As I'm in the midst of driving right now, if anybody would like to call in 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846, I am uh, able to monitor the switchboard while I am driving at least for the first 15 to 20 minutes. Lady, uh, lady, I, how could I, you I
0: possibly How could you possibly resist that? What more could you ask for a man who's so talented that he can both drive and handle, and handle a switchboard?
1: Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's what I keep saying.
0: <laughs>
1: but anyway, but anyway, so, so Seth and I were talking earlier today. Um, I actually asked him to go on The Athletic, and read read an article by Joe Posancki. And Joe Pazanski we have had on the show. I'm going to try and get him on once baseball season starts because he's a little busy. For the last 75 days, he has count he, he has started a series. Well, he's three quarters of the way through the 100 best players in baseball history. And I guess this came from the 100 best NFL players that NFL Network was doing. For the hundred-year anniversary, but Joe Poe has done this before, with numerous lists on his own website. But the first time he's done it on the Athletic, and today um, today's edition was Ricky Henderson, and it comes out on seven. It comes out at seven thirty a.m. every day. I mean, right when I'm in the middle of my workout, it's it's both great and awful all at the same time because it is the best writing. On the internet right now. Certainly for sports, nothing, but it may be the best writing period.
0: Nothing, nothing yeah. sports wise that no. I know of is close. It's fantastic. And I'm and not the baseball fair, fan that you are, but it's great.
1: Right, and, and to be fair, look, this isn't like late breaking stuff, right? I mean, he's had time to research it, he's had time to, to write about it draft after draft. It's not like it's a game story from last night. But he is publishing one every single day. And,
0: and whether not he short. has these in his
1: <laughs> bank. Oh, and whether he has them in his bank is a different story. But I read Ricky Henderson today and I just couldn't stop laughing. I mean yeah. seriously stop laughing at the, the anecdotes that he has and the stories that he has about these various baseball players. Like, yesterday was uh, Joe Cool Pop, uh, John L- Joe Lloyd, John Lloyd, John, John Lloyd. Like Pop Lloyd, I had, yeah. Pop Lloyd. I mean, he's introducing Negro League stars. Uh, Oscar Charleston is coming up, you know, he, and Josh Gibson. And they're up to the top 25, but these are all indexed on The Athletic. It is worth a read. And I'll tell you, if anybody's looking for a birthday gift for me at any point in the near future, and he publishes these as a series. Oh God, please get it for me. Like it is. And and I'll tell you. If there
0: is a girl desperate enough to want Sean's attention, please get him this gift in three months. Thanks. Two months. Thanks. And you know, the, but no you problem. know the thing is that
1: as much as I enjoy reading it, I also enjoy the comments. I know you probably don't read those. Um, there's a lot. I mean, of no, comments.
0: I actually. I I don't read all of them. Um, It's the rare, it's the rare um, article that I do read a lot. I do read most, I do read some of them at least.
1: I mean, there are at times 600 and like some odd comments on some of these guys. I mean, it is a pretty substantial amount of people that read this. And many of them have, Joined the athletic just for this, and again, best writing, if you're looking for something to read it's if you're looking for it's I believe it's what five dollars a month I mean it can't be maybe ten at the most it's worth it just for him. I mean, it seriously is, but it did bring up something today. One of the comments was interesting where they were talking about Ricky Henderson. And how one of the commentators, one of the readers said, I looked forward to going to the games. I circled on the calendar when Ricky was playing because those were the games that I was going to. And he wasn't, he wasn't obviously an Oakland Athletic fan or a Yankee fan, a a team that had Ricky. He was a guy that, um, Maybe he was a twin fan or something along those lines, where Ricky Henderson came maybe ten times a year, and when you think about it, in baseball, this is before the American League and National League had interleague play, so there was there was a part of of I believe it was part of the story where Ricky Henderson went to the National League and started doing his Rickyisms at thirty nine, and everybody looked like he was a right. spaceman, and so. I, I was wondering Seth, what players and I'm not sure how much maybe you can tell me, how much when you were a kid did you actually go to games? How much did you how much did you appear at any one of a number of live sporting events?
0: Probably one baseball game, one basketball game a year. Um I did not go and to And you're talking my debt. you're talking
1: de- NBA game or are you de- talking
0: like college yes, game? NBA game. No. Um, okay. Although I did go to the 1982 Kentucky North Carolina basketball game, which was, I believe, the first game of Michael, which was, I believe, the first game of Michael Jordan, or maybe it was the sophomore year of Michael Jordan. Um, and that team was Jordan, Worthy, Perkins, Jimmy Black, and Matt Doherty. Not bad. Um, but my parent, my dad, as big a sports fan as he was growing up, grew out of it. Uh, much more than I have, I guess, for lack of a better term, over the years. So, um, he, by the time I was in, he was a huge baseball fan, huge, you know, growing up. But to go to the Yankee games and to, you know, to get into, to go, to drive into the Bronx and this and that, you know, he didn't want to do it. So, um, we would go to one or two Yankee games a year. Yeah, probably one Yankee game a year, and then i t- typically get invited by somebody to something else, to another game, and, you know, maybe one Nets game a year, and that was it.
1: Now, to be fair, it, it, Seth's coming from Jersey. He's going to the Bronx. The Bronx is not the Bronx that it is today. So no, I mean I remember my I remember my mom. We went to a bunch of Mets games. Now, granted, again, we're on Long Island, and you're going to Queens. Like, it's right. not all that difficult to go from Long Island to Queens. No. It's like going Wayne to Newark. I mean, it, it's a, right. it's a drive. There's no mass transit, but you're do- there is mass transit, but you wouldn't take it. But we would drive, and yeah. it would take I don't know a half hour at most, half hour right. forty minutes, and. But you going to the Bronx was, first of all, an effort. I mean, a tremendous effort. Yes. And you're going to a much different part of the city than Queens is. True. I mean, my grandparents had their business in Queens. And I remember my older brother, Mitch, who is a Yankee fan. And I think he's only a Yankee fan because really? I was a Mets fan. Uh, yeah, he's a Yankee. Well, he was. I mean, I re- look, Mitch got to pick the first teams. And I got to pick the second, so Mitch picked the Giants. He won the Met, the, the Giants, the Yankees. Yeah, he won. I mean, we were both Islander fans, but the Giants and the Yankees, and I got the Mets and the Jets. So, uh, and Jay went along with me. But Mitch was always asking, "Can we go to a Yankee game? Can we go to a Yankee game?" And my mom was like, "No way! Like, no <laughs> chance. Are we going into the Bronx? Like." It wasn't even a concept of oh yeah, let's see like what day it is or maybe or even the concept of we'll see and we'll see understand for those young viewers of ours when anybody gives you we'll the answer of we'll no. see that really means no shot in hell. But I'm going to tell yeah. you we'll see so you'll stop you'll stop bothering me about it. That's what it really means. Understood. So yeah, and I haven't even and I haven't even been married and I know that's what it means. So, the fact is, I mean, my mom didn't even say, we'll see. I mean, it really was, there is no shot in hell of us going up to the Bronx. Until one one day, and I remember this vividly, the Beach Boys were going to have a concert after a Yankee game. And she's like, oh, well, that's not a bad crowd. There wouldn't be a bad crowd at the Beach Boys. Now, she didn't take into account the fact that it was still the Bronx.
0: She just thought that it would be a different
1: element if the Beach Boys were there. And to this day, I go, Mom, what were you thinking? And she's like, it was the Beach Boys. How bad can it be? I was like, because the season ticket holders are still the same. Like, they're not changing because it's the Beach Boys versus anybody else. But anyway, that being said, Seth, who did you – like? When you went to these games, I'm sure you picked out
0: the game that you went to, or did your dad pick it out? No, my dad would just say, "Hey, I got tickets." Pretty much the only way we would get we would go to games is, "Hey, we got tickets to this." So, we, so a client gave me tickets to this. You want to go? And I would okay. say yes, and he'd look at me like, "Damn, I really didn't want to go," <laughs> but <laughs> now now I have to. So
1: I never – there was nobody I okay. ever went to a game to look forward to see. Okay, that, that was basically what I was going to ask you. Okay, so, so let, let's go a little further, and when you get to – in your 20s, you can basically afford to go if you wanted to. I mean, you lived in New York. And who were I, – I mean, aside from Michael Jordan, obviously, I think we both were like, yes, we'll go see Michael Jordan. We'd always see him. And I only saw him once. I will tell you that flat out, when he was a – Washington Wizard. I never saw him as a Chicago Bull. But who were the guys that you were looking to go see growing up? Because it's interesting that somebody said, I went to go see Ricky Henderson because I never in a million years would have thought about going to see a hitter. A pitcher, I guess, right? Because you want to see Dwight Gooden. And I remember seeing Dwight Gooden and Gooden hit a home run that day. But I would never ever say Oh, I want to go to the Mets game because I want to go see Dale Murphy. Like, that just wasn't,
0: it, baseball wasn't that type of sport to me. There is no sporting event that I think I've ever gone to where I said specifically I want to go to see a certain player. Um, you know, I'd go to the Yankee games because, hey, it's a fun night out or they get to have a beer or two with some friends and enjoy a game first, to enjoy the game. But, um, I would think more from a football, football standpoint than, football football. than a baseball. Yeah. And even that, and even that, ever, never, I don't remember ever going to see, ever saying, man, I'm going specifically to see this guy fight. I don't think I've ever done it. And I would think, of all people, you would be
1: that guy, especially for like an NBA game or a college basketball game. I would think that. I mean, growing up, growing up on Long Island, as as everybody on this show knows, I went to way too many hockey games. I mean, way too many hockey games. I was spoiled rotten. Every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you could find me at the Nassau Coliseum. I mean, I was spoiled. And but there were definitely games circled. My grandparents had eight grandchildren. Sometimes I had to split the games with my cousins. Uh, they, I was not very happy with that, but did it nonetheless. But there were definitely games. Look, you only got to see Wayne Gretzky once a year. You only got to see um, Doug Gilmore once a year, Darryl Sittler once a year. Because those guys were in the Western Conference, and there was no, there was no cable the way it is today.
0: I mean, agree.
1: the only time the only time Seth you got to see Kareem, even on TV, was when he played in the playoffs or played against the Knicks. I mean, there was no ten o'clock game on TNT that you got to see. So, no, not really. No, it was just a. I agree. It was just. It was just a. I mean, remember the the Lakers Celtics game, the first Lakers Celtics uh, NBA
0: championship was on take the light? no not the lakers Celtics the lakers Sixers in 1980 You sure? when you game sure? when game yes when game 6 magic played center for an injured Kareem and went for 40 went for 42 in like 10 um yeah it was 1980 it wasn't 1981 it was the first lakers Celtics was the, series was 82 or 83 no actually it was none of those um, because '82 is this '82 and '83 were the Sixers, so the first one was 1984. No, it was in prime time by then.
1: 1986 was the last year CBS ever aired an NBA playoff game in tape delay. The network's final delayed playoff broadcast is Game Three between the Lakers and the Rockets in
0: 1986. All right, but you said the finals. The finals were not right. tape delayed at that. Point. Lakers and Rockets
1: Hold are not on. the finals. Hold on, I'm looking at it now. You are absolutely so this eighty Lakers and seventy Sixers was tape delayed. You're right. Uh, they aired games two and five live in the East at eleven thirty p.m.
0: Oh my <laughs> God! Can you
1: imagine that? I mean, even yeah, I probably would have stayed up. I mean, I got it. Oh, maybe that's why I think it was tape delayed because I remember watching it starting at 9 p.m. Maybe that's why. Like, maybe the Lakers Celtics was 9 p.m., and I just remember staying up to like midnight to watch that game. That may very well have been the answer to that question. But those there were guys go. that I absolutely. Those- Magic was one of those guys that I would stay up and watch. Like, I sure. wanted to watch Magic. I don't think there are very, I don't think there are very many players besides Magic that I, I mean, you're talking to the guy that had absolutely no jump shot growing up, and or now, and wanted, and loved to pass. So Magic was my guy, Magic and Stockton were my guys. So I, I think that's why I would stay up and watch those guys more than anybody else. If you'd like to call in, seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six Seven six zero we're taking calls. I am actually out of the car just walking around. Uh, Atlanta traffic did not stop me today. This is fantastic. Um, and I'm looking for the restaurant where I'm meeting this person. So this should be interesting. So next to the International School of Skin Care and Nail Care. Awesome. Where else would we you anyway. Well, yeah, it's a speakeasy. There is a speakeasy oh. in Atlanta, which I did not realize. Yeah. I think I found it, too. Interesting. Okay. So, anyway. All right. Now, one of the other interesting topics that I wanted to come to, to grips with that I figured out today is I understand, Seth, that you view the dog days of summer as the hardest time in sports for you to watch. Right? I mean, you're yeah. like, it's baseball. It's NFL training camp. That's it. I got to tell you, right now is the worst for me. These the end the beginning of February, right after the Super Bowl, to about March 15th. I hate this period. There's no draft. I get that as NBA, I get that there's NHL, but I feel like the NBA and NHL is very similar to your dog days of summer where it's like, "All right, well, we haven't really gotten to quote there yet. The draft's like a month and a half away. Free agency is not till March 18th, and baseball just went to spring training, and they're still talking about garbage cans. Like, I have a real hard time. To- Tell me why this is. And and I get college
0: basketball. And if I w-
1: maybe if Syracuse is better, this would be a
0: yeah. I mean, I think the trade off. I think there's a couple things here. Number one, you're a Syracuse fan, and to be blunt, your team kind of stinks. We stop. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Well, you're, you know, tomato, tomato. Um, Yep. Number two, I don't particularly disagree with you, but for me, I'm now in the middle of busy season, so my time is a little bit more limited. So I enjoy it. So I get Sure. Chance to, you know, I mean, the weather is not very good. Although it's today, until now, it's, it's raining. It was 55 this morning. But, you know, I'm in an office. I'm working pretty long hours. So I'm not as concerned about it. But to get, I don't disagree with you. And this is how I know I know this. Because typically I'm, on, I'm listening to serious radio all the time whenever I'm driving. And I'm not on the phone. And I'm usually listening to sports. I don't find myself listening to sports right now. You know, I find myself listening to the comedy or to the music. I don't listen to sports. So I don't disagree that it's, it is kind of the dog day. It's not the dog days because the NCAA tournament week starts in five days, four days. So we're getting there. But um, this is the last week or two where it is a little bit dry. You know, my team, oh, yeah. no matter what, my team is going to the tournament. They'll have a good seed. The nets are going nowhere. Even if they make the tour, even if they make the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. So I'm not as excited. You know, in my days of watching the late basketball games, you know, I'm 43 years old with two kids. I just I don't have the energy, and <laughs> I'm still up. I just I don't care as much. You know, I yeah the I, the team. You know, to watch Golden State the last five years has been amazing. I love watching Stephen Curry. I do. He's amazing to me to watch. You know, but watching, you know, I went to the Milwaukee game. I saw Giannis. He's an amazing athlete. He's a great basketball player, but he's not amazing to watch. You know, Durant is amazing to watch. He's out. Harden is awful to watch. Awful. So, you know, I I think what you're looking at right now is you know, the NBA playoffs are typically pretty compelling. And I think in the West, especially, it should be a really fun playoff year. Because I don't think anyone really knows, you know, unlike Golden State the last five years, and I know the Lakers are favored, I don't think anyone really... There's no definitive Laker favorite at this point. The Clippers can do it. Denver can do it. If Utah gets on a hot streak, they can probably do it. So, I mean... You know, we're kind of in that similar to July and August. It's just kind of, it's playoff, it's positioning. Um, So I get it. It's just not, it's not, it's a week or two before it gets, starts to get really exciting with free agency and with the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, I I get it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you'd like to call in, 760 283 0846. 760 283 0846. We do take gambling questions, if you have any of those. We'd like to go back into that. Uh, if if you are losing your shirt, come to us. We'll make the wrong prediction, bet against us. Because that's generally the way that works. Uh, I'm very eager to see... Look, we're two weeks out of NFL free agency. I'm more excited for that than anything else going on right now. Maybe... Maybe it's just all the speculation that's going on with all the quarterbacks that are going and all the trade. I mean, there was another trade made today A.J. Bowie was traded from the Jaguars over to Denver, which means Chris Harris is probably going to be gone. I love the speculation that goes on about NFL free agency more than I do, I think, any other free agency, including the NBA. Maybe it's because so many players can change in such a limited time. And maybe it's because the CBA has something to do with that. And I know you don't get wrapped up in the nuance of the collective bargaining agreement, but I find it fascinating, dude. I mean, this new CBA could, could be 10 years long. Can you imagine peace in, in the NFL for 40 years
0: because that's what it would be. Yeah, and as much grief as Siddell as has gotten, and somewhat deservedly so, if this passes, and it seems like it's, it seems like it's a fifty-fifty proposition whether it's going to pass with the players. Um, it's, it's, it, it will be impressive because the NBA has got a problem. Hockey lost the season, you know, a decade ago. Baseball is. Well, baseball, um, the NFL, which has always been the most difficult, seemingly the most difficult, really has been in a place of prosperity for a long time. Now, do you want the 17th game?
1: No. No, 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 absolutely not. No no chance. I, I see no benefit. Aren't you uh, – I, I don't even want more playoff teams. No, like, I just don't. I, I I want it the way it, and and it's not because I'm a status quo guy. And you know I am. Like I am a traditionalist. I you aren't. I get used to something. I get stuck in my ways. I'm against change. I get you're, all that. You're I'll stubborn. You're that.
0: stubborn. You're a stubborn old ass. You know, stubborn old man. Get off my lawn. Yeah, but
1: I'll own that. I mean, I completely own that when it comes to my sports. Completely. But let's understand, Seth, I was never alive when the DH did not exist. So it's not like I'm saying get off my lawn because I liked it before. I just think it's a better way of playing baseball without a DH. So that's not a get-off-my-lawn concept. I think with a 17th game, here's why I hate the 17th game. Can you... Can hold on, can you guess why I hate it the most? There's one big reason.
0: Uh, well no, I don't know the reason. I don't I don't know what your rationale is for it. I'm a a I'm a stats guy. I'm a numbers guy. True. true. So you're
1: gonna have That's true, it's gonna distort destroy, it'll
0: distort everything. Okay.
1: Everything. So you're going to have Jim Brown's 12-game record versus O.J. Simpson's 14-game record versus Eric Dickerson's 16-game record versus now, who knows, let's call it uh, James Conner, for the love of God, we would love this next year, his (laughs) 17-game record. And now Emmitt Smith may be the all-time leader in in, in yards. But now every single player coming forward is going to get another game. And so all these records are going to have asterisks or games next to it. And that just, it messes up my, my chi. It messes up my mojo. I can't compare. You and I have this problem all the time that we compare eras. Talk about not being able to compare Five years ago, let alone an era. I mean, how do you determine who makes the Hall of Fame based on the most catches in a career? You don't. there's no way you could do that? I get it when it comes to basketball. Basketball makes sense to me because everything's a per. It's a per game average. Per game. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'd say this about baseball, too. I'd say this about hockey, too, and I don't like it. But football is the hardest game based on stats to compare eras, by far. Not even close. Things change. Rules change. And this just messes up my cheek. Uh, Do you like the 17th game? I think it's
0: completely unnecessary on top of everything I think it's pointless. I think it's pointless. I think it, 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 it leads to an advantage of a team ha- teams having extra home games. Um, I have you know, which yeah, I didn't, play I didn't even think playoffs. about that one. I didn't even think I about mean, that. I, I think the it, extra home game. I, I think it I think it's utterly pointless. Um, and to, so, I have no interest in it. I would happily. I, I see no need for it. Well, you know, this is only the start, right? I mean,
1: yes, they have a, a home game advantage, but that's only for like probably another three years till we get the 18th game.
0: Yeah. and That's the other thing that's going to, where it's inevitably going to probably lead. Um, you know, there are certain things that just don't need to be changed. If you want to cut preseason games from four to two, I'll be honest, I don't think it's the best idea. I think what you should be doing is just having. It gives the rookies and gives people who are not. It gives the have-nots the opportunity, which they didn't have. They didn't have. They, they which they may not have had with two preseason games or three preseason games. Um, but I get it. The 17th game I find utterly pointless. I really do. And look, I'm not going to be hypocritical and say I'm not going to watch. I'd be dumb. No, you will. But, yep. But, as will you. But Absolutely. Does it, I think it has absolutely no impact one way or the other um, from a, you know, enjoying football, not enjoying football standpoint. Um, yeah, it's more money for the owners. I get it. But, but. I have no interest or need for it.
1: But understand it's not only more money for the owners, right? There's more money for the players. Like don't don't yeah. this is but not they're a one-sided, on it, I believe. No no no, 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 no. That, no, that's going to go away. There's no way that'll ever pass. Nope. So the so the rule, so what they were stating, and again if you'd like to call in seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six, 283 846 The original proposal was that you were going to cap the salary of the 17th game for players that have contracts. Remember, this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is not going into effect next year. This is going into effect for 2021 at the earliest, perhaps 2022. So these are for players that have contracts through the end of 2021, which there are a lot of quarterbacks that have that. So the concept is, The original proposal was you would cap the 17th game because these players have only signed up for 16. So they would be paid up to $250,000 for the 17th game or the player could negotiate for more money on his own. I get that. Seth, I get it. That was the original proposal. The reports are that has gone away. And you are going to get a one set sixteenth more or one seventeenth more, whatever it is. No, no cap on the number. So, but I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Like I want, and and Peter, Peter King brought this up in his, in his football morning in America. I want Richard Sherman to say, I signed up for sixteen, dude. Do whatever you want make me inactive, suspend me, don't care. I signed up for 16. I'm not playing 17. Like, just do what you got to do, but I'm not playing 17 games. I would love for that to happen. 100%. What are the odds you that. think on that happening? I think it would take a very, very high-profile player that's not in the playoff run, or somebody that's already clinched in week 17 to say, I'm just not playing. And most of the time they don't do that anyway, right? They don't play. Yeah. So what's the difference if they don't play for one reason or another? They just don't play. Do I think it will happen universally? No. But do I think there will be more retirements because of this? Yes. You're going to get a lot more Chris Borland. You're going to get shorter careers. And the NFL has nobody to blame but itself. None. There is a a point to prosperity, and then there is a point to greed. And I think they're hitting that greed button. And I'm not sure, Seth, you and I just said, are we going to watch the games? Yes, we will. But do you think they'll lose fans and interest over 17 games that they didn't have over 16, I think there's a chance that they might.
0: No. None? Not a chance. No. Fans for fans. Okay. And we're going to watch until we don't watch anymore, for lack of a better term. And now, typically, now, you don't since you moved to the Out of the Northeast, where the weather is better longer, a little different. But I've told you this over the years. I don't watch a lot. You know, I'm happy it's around. I watch a lot more of college football than pro in September and October because I watch the games after my wife goes to bed. But I'm typically not sitting around, unless I'm in my office because it's busy season part two. I'm not sitting at home on a 75-degree day to watch the third game of the season between the Giants and and the Buccaneers. Actually, ironically, it was the Giants and the Buccaneers in the third game this year. But you get my point. Um, When it's 75, not a cloud in the sky, I want to be doing something. So, you know, it's a little different. You know, you have the weather change all year. You have the weather – I mean, I don't know what Atlanta weather is in December. I, my memory doesn't go back 20 years to remember when I used to go down there that time of year. But um, to me, it's just it's either if it's an extra week in the summer, I'm still not going to watch it. And if it's an extra week in January, I probably will. Huh. It's it's really based for me. That's how it is. Not for most people, but that's how I that's how I see it. Is I get x amount of weekends where the weather is gorgeous and I'm not going working crazy. I'm going to take advantage of that. Yeah,
1: I I will tell you the one thing that I found interesting in this entire scenario with the CBA and the 17 games, and something I would have thought would have definitely made its way into it, would have been another bye week, having a second bye. Because then you could sell the public that safety is still a concern that you're pushing in another week, you're actually setting up the 18 games, right? Because when you get the 18th game, you could just take away the bye week. I mean, if it ever happened. And the one thing that everybody has always been saying is that, or there have been a lot of people, I won't say everyone, is that at some point we would love for the Super Bowl to be on President's Day weekend. Because then everybody watches till 10, 11 o'clock at night, and nobody's going to school or work the next day. It's a federal holiday. So Super Bowl Sunday is perfect, right? And I think you'd get so many eyeballs on the Super Bowl, more than you actually get now in the third and fourth quarter if it wasn't a school day or a work day the next day. I'm I'm surprised that that second bye week did not make its way into this.
0: I've never what? heard that before. No? Wow. I think it's a great idea. I've never heard that.
1: Yeah, well, at least it's not uh, coming and, to and the forefront. And I thought that's where, the, at some point, they were headed with this, was let's give it a second bye week. Then when we get to the 18th week, then you're in the February 14th to 16th to 18th kind of time period, right? Where you're... You're, before, you're after the NHL All-Star game. You're after the NBA All-Star game. And boom, we have the Super Bowl. And we control not only January, but we control February, too. And then March oh. starts free agency. April's the draft. May is minicamp. And we're already yeah, into... We're, we're, we're just a, a year-round sport at that point. We don't even have an offseason.
0: I, I was gonna say you're pretty much—that's kind of what you're looking at, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that, I, was, I don't, I don't know how excited the. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how excited the players would be about that, but I get your point. Um, well, the players still. No, wait. The players still have their their
1: offseason, right? Because okay, free agency—you're not playing. You're you're just going to yeah. a different team. The April is completely off is that's the draft there's no mini camp until May or June you still have your next three days yeah, that's three days and you have and you have less time in the fall sorry less time in the summer because there's no there's only two preseason games so you're just get you're just sh- shifting where your off season is your off season is still pretty much the same. But the NFL offseason is much different. It's, it's just it's just a thought that went through my head. But I'm actually, I mean, look, you know me. I hope for chaos at every turn. You do. I'm hoping that the players turn this down, hook, line, and sinker. We, ha- we have a fight on our hands. But from what I have come to understand from all my reading and all my connections, that 17th game was not even a proposal; it was a mandate. That's coming, dude. It's 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 not, it's fait accompli at this point.
0: Yeah, and, and, to, I'm and not to, me, to me, you are big. You are big football fans. It's a shrug. It's it's silly. It's not necessary. And we can't fight it because it's not our fight to make. But I wouldn't be. I it's not. It's just not necessary. I kind of like the other idea, you know, the extension to. I don't want more teams in the. Like, look, I am not a stodgy old man. I'm not anti-change,
1: but I don't like.
0: I don't like these proposals at all. I agree with you. And I hate. I see no and I, for, I hate
1: the four, I hate fourteen teams in the playoffs.
0: Like I despise that. That's half the league. Oh, it's an extra two teams. It's not really that. You know, we, we already kind of jumped that once we went from five teams to six teams, six to seven. You know, we already jumped that ship. But okay, that's fair. You know, it's. I thought five was even better because literally it was the best wild card team, as opposed to, you know, nine and seven. But look, we're going to enjoy it. The reality is also we'll enjoy the extra playoff game too. And I don't think they would ever make it eight teams on each because that would be actually fifty percent, and then nobody would get a buy. And you have to have some reason, some incentive for the number one seed, other than home field. I don't know. I, I'm good with what we have. I would have been fine if you had five playoff teams, not six, per conference. But we're not, as you said, we're never going back. So it is what it is.
1: No, it completely is what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: mean, yeah, that's just, that's just the way it is. Okay. So we have, so baseball spring training started. We talked last week about the Yankees with Severino getting, going under the gun. And we said, oh, this is great. This isn't, this is great for the Yankees, sarcastically. But it's not a big deal Because they have all this power And all this offense That's going to make up For the lack of pitching And then Mike Stanton Or Giancarlo Stanton Announced he's not going to play Probably the first week of the season At least And now Aaron Judge has a pectoral Problem Which I don't understand How baseball players hurt their pecs But he does. He has one, and he's six six two ninety. So that's a big damn pack. Seth, the, I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Rays, and I'm going, yay! I mean, enjoy. We're gonna do our, we're gonna do our baseball preview in a couple of weeks, and I'm telling you now, I don't have the Yankees winning. Uh, I I and I may not even have them in the playoffs. They they seem to have okay. more and more injuries as the teams go fur, as we go further and further into spring training and I just look at them in the Red Sox and go man that's a lot of money for a team that really does not have the depth that they probably should have okay <laughs> and that's enough right that's enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right. So we got about fifteen minutes left. I do, uh, and and I'm fine for the rest of. As I've gotten here already, I'm perfectly fine for staying for the whole show today. Um, okay. Seth, wh- where are we? Where where are we? NCAA. What are we looking for? You you just said that the tournament that the tournaments are starting next week. What are we looking at here? I mean, we've talked about it all year that it's a cluster of epic proportions up top. Are we still looking at that, or have teams started breaking away? And we'll do our, 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 our conference preview next week. We'll go through some of the major conferences. But I got to tell you, as an ACC guy, haven't been paying much attention to the other conferences. All I know is the Big Ten
0: is just kicking the crap out of themselves. They are, and... It will lead to either an absolute domination or demolition. Come March, with those ten. I like teams. that. Well done. That was awesome. Thank I you. love that. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. You you look at you know Maryland thirteen and five. Uh, I think they're twelve and five. So or twelve and uh, thirteen, twelve and five or thirteen and five. They have uh, one game lead over Michigan State. Penn State's right there. Iowa's right there. Rutgers is shockingly good. Michigan is scary. Iowa is scary. You're looking at 10 teams that are going to the conference. They're going to the tournament. Um, you know, now, I'd say three or four of them have a legit chance with a good bracket, and I've talked to you about this with Maryland. Um, even when they lost to Michigan State, I'm actually more encouraged than I thought I would be because this team has gone six deep for the last month and finally they played two other guys some consistent minutes which is necessitated you're not winning the tournament with 16, with six players they can go eight deep, I feel a little bit better Michigan State played fantastic if they play like that they're a Final Four team, nothing else I can say they hit everything Iowa's got the best big man in the country in uh, Luke Gertz um Penn State, Lamar Stevens is an All-American. Pat Chambers has done an amazing job with this team, who's going to be a, a dangerous three or four season. So the Big Ten is what the Big Ten is. The SEC is still very good. Um, Kentucky, having recovered from the embarrassing loss to Evansville, you know wins wins it. Auburn is pretty good. Um, not as strong as it's been in the last two or three years. We've said how underrated the conference is. But they're decent. The Pac-10 is the pac 10 you have Oregon, UCLA's making a late run, Arizona's got Nico, but they're the Pac-10. They're just, they're the Pac-10. Um, the ACC, look, you got three really strong, you have what, the strongest team in the ACC, to be honest, this year is Florida State. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is the year Leonard Hamilton, who's been so close so many times, finally hits the Final Four. Duke's lost three out of five. Don't, doesn't play defense. Louisville seems to have fallen apart. And I'll be honest, I don't even, I mean, Virginia's picked up, you know, Virginia's much better six in a row, including beating Duke in a 52 uh, 50, not going to say thriller, because come on, it's 52 50. Um, but other than that, I don't know what your conference has. This is the worst ACC I've ever seen. You know, they may yeah, be a little Austin bit top was, heavy with three top four seeds. Well, I don't
1: know what else they got. Yeah, let's go away from the let's go away from the ACC. Like you and I talk about the Big Ten and the ACC a lot because we're we those are our teams. But where are we looking? Look, talk to me about the Big Twelve. So TCU knocks off of knocks off Baylor. Okay. Texas is still very good. Texas Tech is, has for my money one of the top. Five coaches in the NCAA. Where where we look, they don't get as much pub as they probably should down there. uh, Down there, Uh, I am down there. So let's go to you are down there west west of here, out west. I guess you can call it, or in the mid states. Where where do they rank up? Where is that conference, and are they more a Big Ten team? Big Ten. Or more of an ACC, and I say that in Big Ten beating the crap out of each other and all are just mediocre, or an ACC team where ACC conference where they are extremely top heavy and the bottom not so good?
0: They're top heavy. Um, It's not a great Big 12 year. You have Kansas, who I think player for player is probably the best team in the country, but they're Kansas. And they you could say this eight of the last 20 years that they've probably been the best team in the country coming in or one of the top two or three. And they have one championship. Baylor is extremely aggressive, extremely physical, really good point guard. Do I see them as a Final Four team? Not really. Um, again... Show me, you know, Baylor every year seems to be that team that lost to Georgia State, that lost to Murray State, that lost to this. Prove me wrong. Okay. West Virginia, typical West Virginia, they can't shoot. They play defense, they rebound, they can't shoot. That's why they have lost four or five in a row. Texas Tech, you know, Chris, you said Chris Beard is a wonderful coach. The team they will be back in the tournament. I don't think anything they're seen as a threat. Texas, I, is not, I don't think there's anything special this year. Um, Iowa State's taken a step back. Missouri, nothing to write home about. I, I don't think it's a great year. I don't think it's a great year in the Big 12. I think you're very top heavy with two to three teams, and there you are. I think well, if you want to talk about, about a
1: conference Sorry. Yeah. Please. No, no, talk about a conference. Continue. Talk about a conference.
0: Are we? Are talk we going to the Big East? Yeah, we are. I mean, they are. Be, you know, C.N. Hall is excellent, and with the big center back, they are a Final Four threat if Powell can get his three-point shot back, which has been lousy in Big East play. Villanova is always tough. Xavier, down year, tough. Butler. Oh, these are just tough, tough teams. And you're looking. I mean, you may be looking at more teams in the Big East making the tournament than the ACC, which is insane. The ACC has almost double them.
1: I think that's dude. I think that's likely. I don't think that's insane. I think that's. I think you're only getting four uh, in the Big East in in the ACC. That's it. That is extraordinarily likely. You're getting Duke, Louisville, Florida State, maybe, probably Virginia, and maybe Clemson
0: or. maybe North State. Carolina State. That's it. Yeah. So that leaves a lot of open... That leaves a lot of open. You know, you have... Yep. In the West Coast Conference, you got Gonzaga, you got BYU. St. Mary's feels like the West Coast version of Syracuse. for Every year they're on the <laughs> bubble. Except Syracuse uh-huh. usually gets in and St. Mary's usually gets screwed.
1: Um, yeah, I know.
0: You, you know, you have the athletic... What is it? The AAC where you have some of these other, you know, you have a lot of the small conference teams. You know, Dayton's obviously going in with with, with probably a two seed. But this seems like a kind of year where you're going to have some teams from the A-10s and teams from the AAC. You know, short of some massive conference upsets, the SEC is a little bit down. The Big Ten is not, the Big 12 is not deep. The Big 10 is not overly top heavy, but they'll be in a lot of people in the, a lot of 5 to 8 seeds. It is an open it is an open open tournament this year. Kansas will be the favorite, but other than that, we're looking at a free for all.
1: Well, we'll definitely have our predictions on the on uh, the conference tournament next week on the show, but uh, we got about 6 minutes to go. Uh, I have my subject. if you have yours, please go first and I'll be happy to go
0: thereafter. but up to you well I think you I think you know what I'm going to talk about. Um, you know someone who's one of the most well respected people in the sports uh, died a couple on uh, last Friday. actually someone Sean and I have met someone I knew in a lifetime ago I knew you know relatively, I don't say well, but I've met her several times her name is Maggie Mont. Um, She ran Maggie Vision She ran the ESPYs for the last 25 years She ran more ESPN 30 for 30s than anybody else She was the sports producer From an independent perspective She was tough as hell She was smart Um, I knew her through Josh Swade Who is an old friend of mine Who I used to play basketball with a couple of you may recognize, vaguely recognize his name. He is the lunatic U.K. basketball fan who did the Rules of Basketball for 30 for 30 ESPN, running back and forth around the country trying to get uh, Kansas alumni to, uh, to run with it, to, uh, to pay for the Rules of Basketball since they were made by James Naismith, a UK uh, the first U.K. coach. Um, she's 53. She smoked a hell of a lot of cigarettes. She was tough. But she was really good. She's the one who apparently got Stuart Scott out of bed for his final uh, ASPN tribute. She has, she has a rolodex that anyone would, care, would would have killed to have, and she will be missed in the sports world. And if you want to see a very quick two minute tribute to her, go on Twitter and find what Rich Eisen said. They're very poignant. Um My condolences to everyone at Maggie Vision. And uh, to Joshua, I already, you know, reached out to about this. Agreed.
1: Uh, from the somewhat somber to the to the elation that I have, and I, I pointed this out when I posted the show tonight. I was in tears on Saturday, and. You know, Jim Valvano said once that every person should be should laugh hard enough one day every day, and cry every day. And you know, I, I cry more than I think I I, I probably should. Um, I don't think I cry every day, but I cry a good amount when I when I have some some memories and some happy memories more than more than sad. And so this Saturday. This Sunday, I was watching, no, it was this Saturday. This Saturday, I was watching the retirement ceremony of Butch Goring, Butch Goring number 91 uh, for the New York Islanders. And uh, another player from the 80s, the heyday, the missing piece to the puzzle, as Al Arbor called him. And thankfully, 91 is now out of existence, so John Tavares will never be associated with 91 ever again. But that's neither here nor there. But the fact is, the Islanders' owners, John Ledecky, and I can't remember the other guy's name, have brought back John Tonelli, They've brought back Butch Goring. They've brought back Mike Bossy into the fray, Brian Trotti into the fray. And that makes me so nostalgic because, as I said before, I basically grew up there, and I saw all of these players. Now, why was I crying? I wasn't crying because Butch Goring had his number retired at all. I was crying because after this season, there will never be another Islander game at Barclays Arena, ever, (laughs) ever. It is the worst place in the history of sports to watch a hockey game. And they are going back to the barn. And I know our, our our good friend Mike Nuremberg agrees with me that's the place that they should have been from the very beginning. They will be at the barn until 2122 when they have their new arena in Belmont. And I just found myself in tears. And I called my brother Mitch, and we talked about it for a little bit, and it made me smile, smile with tears. And there couldn't be any more exciting news for me than seeing Butch Goring's number go up, Belmont on its way The Islanders still playing Where they should have been all along At the Nassau Coliseum And it's like They are finally going to be home And I don't have to worry It's like never having to worry, Seth And you'll get to this point When Jake wants to go to college And you don't want him to go And you'll be like It's like your son or, or your best friend Never leaving And you know where they're going to be. And to have the Islanders having a permanent home on Long Island forever just makes me so happy. Okay, next week we'll do conference tournaments, and then we'll have our NCAA preview in the next week. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, com, Blog Talk Radio, and we'll check you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. -bye.